This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. We've got to get back on the pit box together. <laughs> yes. Because we haven't been back together, and Regan's not been in victory lane. Correct. Uh, again, so we might we might be the good luck charm. I, I, was, I think so. I was thinking that until you said we were on the pit box together and they on the previous show. I'm like, okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family, everyone. Today in studio, I have Megan Smith, who is the awesome wife of junior motorsports driver Regan Smith. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sometimes I want to say Megan, like Regan and Megan. Well, we used to, when we first started dating, all of Regan's friends called us the Regan and Megan show. <laughs> so we'd walk in and, you know, our friends would be somewhere. We'd walk in the door and they'd be like, oh, Regan and Megan show's here. And so. a lot of times people call Regan, Reagan. Yeah. He yeah. gets that a lot too. I, I hear that every now and then. So Regan, Reagan, Megan, Megan, yep. Regan. We, we answered or whatever. <laughs> all right. So speaking of Regan, um, first off, let's start off with how you two met. We actually met in high school. We both went to South Iredell. Um, here in Mooresville. Here in Mooresville, yep. yep. We, I was a freshman and he was a senior. So I had we had mutual friends. My best friend at the time, her older brother, was a senior with Regan. And we were the annoying freshmen that would get to hang out at the senior <laughs> I know, parties. Right? What senior likes a freshman, right? <laughs> but we, we didn't he, start he dating. Really caught his eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't start dating until after um, he had already graduated. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, he, I was like a week shy of graduating. Yeah, and you're right. You're from right here in Mooresville, mm-hmm. right? You, you yeah. grew up here. Technically from Gastonia. But okay, Gastonia. Yeah, oh, I know. Surprised you even <laughs> mentioned that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the Listeners gas in Gastonia. Yep. <laughs> no, we moved here when I was like 13. So. Yeah. And Regan, he's a transplant from New York. So. Yep. yep. Pretty interesting pairing there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I caught him with the Southern charm. <laughs> <laughs> so when you met Regan, he was already involved in racing at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and from Moors, being from Mooresville, obviously you knew a lot about racing. But how did you, you know, feel about getting involved with somebody that was into racing? And, and you know, I don't know at what point he was in his career. And do you yeah. know, did that enamor you or what no, did you think not, about that? Not really. <laughs> um, I mean, I knew a little bit about racing, but it wasn't, you know, just from being here in Mooresville. But it wasn't anything, you know, oh, my gosh, it's a race car. Right. You know. right. It, it was Regan in school, so it was no big deal. But he was he was kind of doing some part-time stuff at the time, so he wasn't, you know, full-fledged gone every weekend or anything like that. So we still kind of had a normal... Because that was really in the beginnings uh, of his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. He was doing a couple truck races here and there. You know, people come up, and then he ended up with a ride, um, full-time ride, probably about a year or so into us dating yeah. or like that. That was a Team Renzi, I think, in like yeah. 2006 or yep. something like yep. that. Yeah. Yep. So I was sitting there reading, you know, looking back through his career and reading. I didn't realize that... I mean, he had it pretty tough yeah. trying to get into racing. And, yep. and people even talk about now, you know, he's only, what, has he turned 30 yet? Yep. Yes, we yep. just, we just we had just the 30th, 30. but I didn't get to come to the 30th yeah. dinner. Oh, but, you missed um, time. <laughs> <laughs> and to think that, I mean, he's been involved in, you know, racing for, for the past 10 years in the kind of the NASCAR world mm-hmm. and, and Hooters Pro Cup and stuff like that. I always think of him as an older driver, you yeah. know, a veteran driver. Mm-hmm. But really he's, um, you know, with the ride at Furniture Row, that was kind of his first fledged full time mm-hmm. game on kind of opportunity. Yeah, that there was that, and then um, I mean, the year before he was he was at DEI. Yeah, for a while. yeah, but, yeah. But and but, there he just felt like he was kind of tossed <laughs> was, around. Yep. It was kind of like, oh, you're gonna be in this car, now you're gonna yeah. be in this car. So it was a little bit, a little yeah. bit crazy. But so yeah, kind the of first, the consistent stable yep. situation at Furniture Road. Yeah, that was. Um, 
so with that, I know now, knowing what I know about Regan, he is just really, really intense person, really hard on himself. <laughs> yes. Really dedicated, wants to understand it all, wants to pick it all apart. You know, how have you dealt with that on the racing side of his <laughs> career, and how do you support that? <laughs> um, a lot of it is just getting him to kind of relax, and that's a really hard thing. He's not one. No. He d he. D I joke that him and his family both, they don't know how to just... <laughs> he gets that from his dad, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and from his mom a little bit, I think, too. But they um, they don't know how to just sit, you know, yeah. and and relax yeah. and unwind and just, you know, let it go, burn off some steam. But I think he's... I'm rubbing off a little bit on him, yeah. so it's it's gotten there. But biggest thing is just, you know, if he wants to talk about it, we'll talk about it. If he wants to just have a moment and me leave him alone then you know I've gotten so how do you go about that you know like after a race do you kind of like take it off of what happened at the race or do you always offer yeah. up or how do you for the most part I'll know as soon yeah. as when he gets out of the yeah. car how okay yeah he wants to talk or <laughs> nope I'm gonna let him just kind of <laughs> have his moment and I'll I'll talk to him afterwards so typically you know he goes back to the motorhome he'll you know take a shower change real fast and then we'll jump in the car and I can you know if he wants to talk then we'll talk and then yeah yeah. Do you, does he like go into all the detail about the cars and, and talk all the competition stuff with you and cruise and stuff like? Well, I, as I've gotten more involved with, you know, being around the sport, I've learned more a lot. It. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can kind of talk a little, a little bit of the terminology with him. I know a little bit of the lingo. Typically, you know, we'll just talk about, you know, decisions that were made or yeah, more situation. More situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I do actually take um, notes for him during the whole race. So I, on my phone, I, jot down it started off when originally he would always ask me you know well what happened to this car what happened here why was that you know what happened with this caution and I'd always be like well I don't remember <laughs> I found that pretty fascinating <laughs> you know? that you take notes because I know yeah. some of the first races that we were together on the pit box and you're like oh well, I take notes and you're over there on your phone and yeah. I'm like wow <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I how you pay attention to him yeah. and keep up with that too and sometimes he talks so fast and I'm it's like you're texting so I'm typing yeah. my thumbs and I'm like okay slow down I don't know what you just said but yeah, so I take notes for him, and I'll write down, you know, any changes that I know that they did. And, yeah, um, and he kind of goes back he, through those. Yeah, and, so he yeah. uses those on his yeah. notes when he debriefs or whatever. After oh, yeah, he writes um, books oh, yeah. for his debriefing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He um he started that probably like five years ago or so, where he goes through, and I mean, he... Yeah, he's detailed. Yeah. But that's great. It's um It takes all kinds, I think, of you, you want all the detail. You've got some people that just take it in little bits of pieces mm -hmm. and go and... You know, you can sort through all the information and kind of pull out what you need to pull out and everybody's thought processes around here between yeah. all of the, the four drivers and, you know, three and four crew chiefs and the engineers yep. and <laughs> all the staff there. Lots of people to listen, lots of people that want to read all that information. Yeah. So. I, I don't reread it. I just, <laughs> you just hand it I over. just take the notes and then I send an email Hit to email. him. Yep. <laughs> then he goes through and picks out what he needs to That's talk too about. funny. So we had a really awesome Daytona win with Regan winning. Yes, it was very And uh, just coming off Texas winning with Chase. Mm -hmm. So uh, this the team's quite on fire as a whole. You and I were totally excited on the pit box there. <laughs> they I will not forget that hug from you <laughs> when, when that happened. I mean, I think we were both obviously equally as happy for, yeah. for different reasons, you know. <laughs> I think the biggest thing was just from the year before being so close. Yes. And I think we were on the pit box together for the yeah. year before. Yeah. And I just remember being like, not again, please not. You know, like let's yeah, finish let's get this across one. the line yeah. in one piece. And yes. I th and just I know how hard that one was for Regan from a personal standpoint right. of the racing, and then also just the events that occurred and everything. That was a tough one for him. So I just you know 
it's an emotional roller coaster of, especially at Daytona, you know, you never know what's going to end up happening. So if you're up or down. Yeah. And that was (laughs) the same thing for me on Sunday with Dale. And and my reaction to that was for Dale winning was relief. I mean, you know, (laughs) and and the same thing on Saturday with, I was really excited for our team because I know how, how hard everybody works here and just to, to finish and and not Mm -hmm. have cars tore up. And, you know, that's just gut wrenching to leave the first race under those circumstances. So winning was just incredible. So a, we've got to get back on the pit box together (laughs) because we haven't (laughs) been back together and Regan's not been in victory lane uh, again. So we (laughs) might, we might be the good luck charm. I, I, was, I think so. I was thinking that until you said we were on the pit box together and they done the previous year. I'm like, okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we won't count that one. It's a new year. Yeah, right. So <laughs> what does a win like that coming off um, the beginning of the season do for, for his confidence and just kind of making peace in your household? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wins help our household. The peace is, is great. Um, you know, typically it just, I think the biggest thing is, you know, he's, even here at Junior Rare Sports, he's been with three different teams and had four different wins. So I think it was just the, with all the changes and everything on the off season, I think it just helped him, you know, realize like, okay, I, you know, we can do this, you know, with this, with the new yeah, team and with it. Ryan and everybody. So yeah, I think it really just kind of helped, helped make him like, all right, this year's, this year's going to be good. We're going to get this done. Yeah. And he's that kind of personality that, you know, he gets really wrapped up and worked up over things being different and, yeah. and needing that, that to be validated that it worked. Right. And okay, we proved something here. This worked. This is, that's totally right. his personality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so biggest thing was, I mean, just, you know, last year starting off the season, you, you know, to go from leading coming out of turn four and then, and I don't even know where you end up finishing, but just now instead of having to dig yourself out of a hole at the beginning of the city, you know, right. beginning of the season, he's, just feels much more confident and much more, you know, okay, we're starting out the gate. We can do this. Yep. So, yeah. So definitely. Now he has to think about the things to not dig the hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's on top of the mountain and let's he's stay a, up there. Yeah, let's don't go down the mountain. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. so spending a lot of time on the road, traveling to races. Um, what's one of your favorite places from a racetrack perspective to go? And then also kind of vacation spots. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite track probably would have to be, I like Daytona and I like Darlington just because Darlington's sentimental. <laughs> that first win. Yeah. First that, was, that was a big one. Yeah. And I like Kentucky too. Yeah. What do you, what do you like about those areas? Um, Daytona, I just like the beaches there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one just because, you know, there's something other to do than right. just the racetrack. Right. And because we're there so long, you know, I think you start to kind of get, like when I first started traveling on the road with him, I was terrified to go anywhere by myself. You know, and I, I was like, just stay right on the racetrack. I would track. just stay right <laughs> at the or track. Or I can't, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I don't, I'm horrible with directions. So I was like, if I get lost, I have, <laughs> I have, I can't call Regan. He's, He's busy. In the race car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, and I don't, you know, I don't know anybody Harley. So it's not like I can be like, uh, so I think the biggest thing is Daytona was the first place where I felt comfortable being able to go out, you know, at the racetrack and know where I was going. Right. Kentucky was the first race that I ever went to with Regan. So that was, was kind of a special yeah, race, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of special. Actually, I went seven, we had a seven hour car or motorhome ride. His parents were driving his motorhome at the time. And so we'd probably been dating a month, maybe <laughs> two months. I don't know. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to fly with the team and you can ride with my parents in the motorhome. 
Oh, and so I was like, quite the introduction, <laughs> right? I was like, are you gonna? I've known your parents. Like, I've met them three times. Really? I was gonna say that takes on a whole new meet the parents connotation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it, it was good. It turned out really good. So we had a good time. But um, that's too funny. So, who on the road? Like, when you go out to the beach or or want to ride around in Kentucky or wherever you're at, you know, <laughs> do you have any? girlfriends on the circuit that you can yeah. like to hang out with um I'm really close with Paul Menard's girlfriend or no wife now, wife. now. Yeah, wife. I'm, yeah. I'm so you saying girlfriend um who just had a baby I was gonna say yeah I haven't haven't we've been out of town so I haven't been able to meet her yet so I'm excited but she was probably my first real good girlfriend yeah. at the track and I really didn't start traveling a lot until the last you know three or four three years, years just because I was teaching school at the time but um I'd probably say um Jennifer's my closest and then I've just, you know, through Regan working here, gotten really good friends with Amy. Yep. So, yeah, I'll call her up. I know. I seen, I seen y'all on <laughs> the beach while I was at the racetrack in yeah, Daytona. Yeah, we like, were. <laughs> Megan and Amy are out at the beach. <laughs> Boo hiss. Yeah. So you talked about teaching. It's funny because I started out as a criminal justice major in college. I didn't know that. Decided to change <laughs> to business because I felt like it kind of was pretty broad and yeah. I could do whatever. I really wanted to be a teacher, but I thought, teachers just don't get paid enough, you know, and <laughs> well, I, I don't, don't. want to do that. <laughs> and, but, but when someone says today, you know, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't running this business or you weren't involved in racing? I always say, I think I'd be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And do you think I'm crazy for wanting to be a teacher? <laughs> well, I originally was a communications major and I changed my major without telling anyone. I mean, I kind of talked about it, but I never really officially well, said I'm going to go do this. <laughs> So I called my mom, and the first thing, she's she's a teacher. Yeah. And she said to me, are you crazy? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I don't think you're crazy. But um, it's definitely, it's a very rewarding job. Um, I think that's how you have to look at it, too. You really have yeah. to have a passion and love for children mm-hmm. and for what you're, you know, instilling in them and teaching. Right. I think the hard part about being a teacher these days, because you don't feel like that it's the same situation. No, not at all. Um, when I started teaching, which... I've taught for like four years, actually right here up the road. <laughs> the biggest thing was just, you know, parents now, it's a, it's a very tough time to grow up in. Right. They grow up so fast and you're thinking. Introduced to so many things. Yeah, you know. And, you know, and technology it, has made that, the social media aspect of it. There's a whole other, yeah. yeah, there's a whole other level that, you know, even when I was in school, like we yeah. didn't have to worry about, right. you know, who was texting and <laughs> pictures and right. all that stuff. Like that was not even, no. we didn't talk about that, but. But yeah, the biggest thing is a very rewarding career, not in a monetary (laughs) way, (laughs) but definitely from a standpoint of, you know, you are touching lives and everything. And I, I mean, I really enjoyed it and I do, I miss it, but so I still sub and I, I enjoy doing that and I still sub typically at the school that That I taught at. at. So I, you know, I know all the teachers and a lot of the students, um, they know me just because they're older siblings. Right had me as a teacher right. so what grade did you teach I taught eighth grade eighth grade eighth grade science middle school oh Ugh. yeah yeah it was that's Carson right now and I know sometimes she comes home <laughs> I get just like Ugh. yeah th- she comes back I promise <laughs> tenth they grade for a couple ninth years. tenth grade she'll come back she'll be the normal uh, normal one you remember but I'm looking forward to that day yeah so you stopped your teaching job when Regan got the job in at Furniture Row in Colorado mm-hmm. so that you guys could move out there yeah and be there full-time yeah we which that that was a rough one for me. I had a hard time picking up and moving. Yeah. I, I've always lived right by your family, right here in North Carolina, you know, near Charlotte, within thirty minutes. So, for me, it was a it was a big move, and it was right before we got married. We were engaged, and um, he was like, "What What are your thoughts on moving to Colorado?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
Um, <laughs> okay, three quarters of the way across yeah. the United States. <laughs> yeah, the first weekend was rough. He, I did for some reason I didn't travel that weekend. I think I was just trying to stay back and get the house kind of in order. That first weekend was rough because I literally was thinking I am fifteen hundred miles away from the closest person I know. <laughs> like I don't even know anybody. So, but now I mean I absolutely love it there. You guys still have your house there. Yeah, we still have our house there. Travel and we there. Vacate. We try. Uh, you asked earlier about our favorite vacation spot, and that's That'd be it. Yeah, yeah. It's home, but it's also you know it's a yeah. good place to kind of get away. Regan yeah. can relax there. He's learned how to relax in Colorado, so that that but works. Does he like work around the house or whatever? Oh yeah. Like he's got these projects. Oh, he yeah. wants to do. I think. Yeah. He. But, yeah. yeah. He's always. <laughs> Most of it consists of changing light bulbs. <laughs> Every time we go out there, we have like half our light bulbs have blown or whatever. So typically it's him changing light bulbs for the first like two days. But That's too funny. <laughs> and then I clean the whole house. So yeah, yeah, when you're not at a house like that every day, it seems like when you get back, there's tons of things to do. Same yeah. thing for our cabin when we yeah. get to PA. You've got to clean up the bugs yep. and, you know, just, yep. it just seems like there's always something going on from not being there for three or four months. Yeah. The other day, we were joking about the Daughter-in-Law of the Year Award. <laughs> I'm still still working on that. <laughs> yeah, which I think is funny because, well, I know that you want the award, but you are the only daughter-in-law, so, <laughs> yeah. but I could see how you could not get the award or get the award, <laughs> yeah. even though you're the only one. I have and, tough competition. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Your competition is just breaking through to Lee, <laughs> yeah. Regan's mom, She, um, who I love to death. Yeah, and I do, too. Great person. <laughs> you're, you're, I, you were sitting there talking about... Um, his parents not being able to re relax and um, I was on the board with Lee through the yep. um, Humane Society of Iredale and I would say like that's her form of relaxation I think mm -hmm. is, is I can agree with that yeah is, um, you know working with the Humane Society even though she takes everything to the next level of intensity oh, yeah. and passion and 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 making it happen so and you work with the Humane Society mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. I know you did before you moved to Colorado and now that you're back you're How transplanting back in back in it again yeah. full full steam ahead yeah we um I jokingly and lovingly <laughs> say roped me into it <laughs> but I could say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's done. Hey that Kelly, <laughs> do you want to be on this board with me? Yeah, I'm pretty we sure. We really, 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 really need your help. Yeah, we um, love you, Lee. Pretty sure she's. Yeah, we do. We promise. <laughs> um, but no, she. I guess it was. I, I wasn't traveling. I was in college and then teaching school, and so I on the weekends I was always here. And so our thing every Saturday. This is before it, we ended we up kind of organized, right? The right, Society, right. Yeah, this is before it got to what it is now. But this is, we were every Saturday in PetSmart parking lot here in Mooresville yeah. at 7 o'clock in the morning, setting up X-Pins and, you know, I would stop and get coffee for everybody and bring it in and we'd, she had like her, her work gloves on and we would basically set up an entire adoption fair with pop-up tents and all this stuff and then, you know, by 9 o'clock all the fosters start showing up with their animals leaving for the day and we are all day long in snow sun heat rain, rain whatever. whatever we were out there so that was our bonding experience in the <laughs> beginning of our relationship I think um over the dogs and all the animals that were there but yeah that was our that was our start and then we've now you know now we have our building on 150 which is our adoption adoption center and our dogs are dogs are still in foster care for the most part yeah. and then all of our cats for the most part are either at the building or they're at PetSmart and then we have some in foster care as well so now I'm more instead of being there every weekend on the you know adoption fair right. days like I used to be 
since I'm not there and at the racetrack, now I am in charge of all the fundraising, <laughs> which uh, that's, that's it's a, challenging. Yeah, it, it is. It's getting better, I think. You it know, is. There was it a is. period of time when it was really hard after the economy crashed. Yeah. And, um, even on our side with the foundation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think even at that time is when I was on the board. For the yeah, United that would have been right and, when and we started. We were working really hard um, to, to fundraise. But it, I think it's getting a lot easier. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think, you know, our our thing, too, is now that we've been in the community for a while, which the Humane Society had been here since, like, 1975, yeah. I think. But it wasn't to the extent that it is Yeah, the awareness now. and presence today is much greater. Right, right. And now we today. offer a lot more, you know, to the public. We offer low-cost spay-neuter um, with a partnership that we do with the Humane Society of Charlotte um, every, I think it's every other Tuesday. So we offer that to the public, which is a, you know, huge because that's one of our main goals yes. is to cut down on the pet population. population. Yes. So we do that. And then we also have a, a food bank where we try to help out, you know, anyone that's hitting hard times and just needs, needs a little help having food for their animal right. for a month or two or whatever. Yeah, because that's a lot of um, the reason that people give up their animals is, right. you know, hardship. Right. I mean, either they're moving and can't take them or they're going through a tough time for themselves right. and they have to give up something and that's something that they make that decision. So yeah. that's so we how you end up with a lot of animals. Yeah, too many, unfortunately. But, yeah, we try to we try to help out with that. And, you know, main goal is to keep the animals in their home versus – in a shelter or you know in, in animal control so it's a that's a, a huge undertaking yeah and we, once people know that you're involved in an organization like that and I know during my time uh, with Humane Society and even <laughs> today um, you know I'm not as involved with it but you know they'll call you hey I found this dog yep. on the side of the road can you take it and you're like uh, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and I know you've ended up with a lot of animals that oh, way. Yeah. oh yeah yeah so what do you what do your fur babies consist of we have a we have quite a group um, we have two Dobermans Champ is Regan's Doberman from even before he and I were together he got Champ when he was a senior in high school and Champ is still still living, still kicking, and um, he's old for a Doberman. He is, yeah, he's twelve. He'll yeah. be thirteen in January, so he's he's up there. But um, anyway, so Champ is too old to travel with us, and he's really too old to just go back and forth even between our house and Regan's parents' house. So Regan claims Champ is his, but he stays, but he stays with with Lee and, and Ronnie <laughs> just because he he can't. I mean, he can't even get go up in the forth, yeah, yeah. So. Champ is technically Regan's, but he lives at his, you know, at Regan's parents. Right. Um, which Regan's parents have two Dobermans as well, and they're both rescues. So he has, she has um, Lamar, who's a three-legged Doberman yep, rescue. Yep, I know Lamar. Yep, Lamar, superstar. And then Belle is um, another rescue. She's a rescue from up north. So, gotcha. so they have a herd, and <laughs> then. <laughs> Um, at our house, we have Princess, who is a teacup chihuahua, and Regan gave her to me our first year dating, so she is 10 this oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's spoiled rotten, lives up to her name. <laughs> and then Magoo is a Basenji Yorkie mix, which we're not really sure if no that's true. He is, but okay. yep. <laughs> well, I got him. Yorkie. I get a, the Yorkie yep, part. Yep. <laughs> he's a rescue. He came through the Humane Society of Iredale, fell in love with him immediately, and I rescued him brought him home and it was before Regan and I were married or living together so he was mine and um but now Regan claims him <laughs> but he he is the he's so ugly he's cute <laughs> <laughs> only his mom could say that right right I got him DNA tested because I was everybody's like oh he's got Chinese crested in him or he's got chihuahua or we had no idea 
So when it came back, it said that he was 75% Yorkie and 25% Basenji. And I just did the one where, like, you swab the inside yeah. of their mouth and then mail it off and it comes back. So Regan thinks that I just got gypped out of my, like, 75 <laughs> bucks or whatever it was. So I was like, I don't think so. I think that's what he is. But anyway, so that's Magoo. And then our newest one we've had for a little over a year um, is Ender. And he's another Doberman. So and he's a rescue that came through the Humane Society as well. And um, he was at our adoption center that we were talking about earlier. And after dinner every night, Regan and I, we live 10 minutes from there. So we would go and we'd get in the kennel with him and <laughs> love on him and lay in his bed with him. And we probably did that for like a week and a half, two weeks. And I'm not sure if he really didn't have any applications on him or if we were just trying to be <laughs> like. They just sold you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we, um, Regan left to go. Actually, it was Kansas race uh, when he was subbing for Dale. And he left, went out of town, and his mom and I came up with a plan, like, okay, we're bringing him home. This is how we're going to do, how this. We're gonna do <laughs> this. Because Regan was really nervous about another Doberman being introduced to everybody and with the little dogs. Yeah, you from a teacup chihuahua <laughs> to yeah. a Doberman. Which they rule the roost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll they'll go up and swipe toys right out of Ender's <laughs> mouth and everything else. So it's so they've showed who's in charge. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so I, I snuck Ender home. And we, you know, did the whole introduction thing without Regan being around. And then he's and like, look, he doesn't <laughs> want to leave now. <laughs> yeah, well, he Sorry. Com- <laughs> he made a comment about it. He's like, you know, I really, I was really surprised that you haven't tried to bring Ender home yet. And I was like, you know, meanwhile, I'm like yeah. sitting on the couch with Ender going. you got the plan folded yeah. up in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's coming back from Kansas. And I was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> um, Ender's at our house. <laughs> so I was like, surprise. So. I think rescue dogs are the best, and, yeah. and working with Humane Society, you can really get wrapped up in your emotions of wanting to take them oh, all yeah. home and how cute they are, but you have to remember that pet responsibility is is something that you have to be really mm-hmm. responsible about, and you've got to be able to provide for them. You want to be able to take yep. them to the vet. You want to be able to take care of them and, and be responsible with it. Yeah, so. and our biggest thing is we, you know, we have a lot, we are foster-based, so yeah. basically we can only bring in what we what have fosters handle, for. Exactly. Um, and, you know, we've done really well. We've Last year, we've rescued and rehomed over 500 animals in Ardell County, um, and every year we've you know done more and more. So it's been been really well, been going really well. But the biggest thing is trying to make sure that we have enough fosters, and we get a lot of people that will adopt an animal from us that they were fostering, and then and then they don't want to foster, and then they don't anymore. want to foster right. anymore. And so right. we're like, ah, wait a but, minute, <laughs> this didn't work. But we out. try to explain to everybody, you know, that you know if you foster, you will have to let this dog back, you know, cat back up, but then you're opening your home to be able to, to rescue another, another one. Exactly. And so then that makes you be able to rescue more. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, it's we're incredible. P- the, the numbers are staggering that when you repeat them of how many animals, you know, are euthanized in our mm-hmm. County. What, oh yeah. 7,000 dogs, I think in Idaho yeah. County, you know, you just times that by a hundred counties in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then you times that by 50 States, you know, in the mm-hmm. United States and, and the numbers are staggering. So. Yeah, so we're we're trying one one dog and cat at a time. I have rescues also. <laughs> every every animal I have had or have are rescue animals. Yeah. Um, I got my my Bristol, who's a um, retriever, and we think Chow mix. Oh. Back from Jody Getzecker from yeah. Animal Adoption yeah. League. Yeah. Uh, way back, and then Lucy is a boxer. I rescued nine puppies, uh, <laughs> whose mom got hit by a car, brought them all to my yeah. house, ended up keeping two of them. One got kicked by the horse and didn't make it. And Aww. then, so we have Lucy. Cats, 
you know, I have two cats that were uh, rescues. So I think, well, I'm also the spot that, that your mom and Lori say, call. I yeah. think. <laughs> Lori, the, the director of the Humane Society, she'll ring my phone and she'll say, we have these cats. They're not quite adoptable, but they need a farm to live on. Yep. And so, you know, I only have six acres, but my six acres is attached to Dale's couple hundred acres. And so, so I'm like, oh, okay, bring them on out here. <laughs> yeah. As I say, I know that we have a lot of yeah. cats. That, yeah. 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 But they're spayed or neutered. Yep. And, you know, so we put, we have food out at the barn. We have food out down at the old town and different places. Yep. And so they all, you know, have places to go and places to be and get fed. So yeah. Yep. That's you, the important part. You've gotten lovingly roped in as well. Oh, yes. Have. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in today, Megan. And good luck to you guys in Darlington this Thank coming weekend. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. It's time for our segment, Ask Kelly. Remember that you can submit your questions on Twitter at Earnhardt Kelly using the hashtag Ask Kelly. Okay, first one up is at Country Koya. We have heard from Sherry Pollux and Angie Skinner about how they met their partner, but uh, how did you and LW meet? Well, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. LW and I were both out with friends one evening and both ended up at the Waffle House. Okay, this is the point where you laugh, <laughs> the Waffle House. Um, and I knew someone that was in his bunch that he had been out with that evening and started talking to them and just drummed up conversation. And then LW and I started talking. We were kind of sitting back to back in the booth at Waffle House. And we just started talking and we exchanged phone numbers. And about a week later, he called me up and asked me out on a real date. And it's been history ever since. At MattyBooze88, what's your daily car SUV that you drive? I drive a Chevy every day, um, and sometimes it just depends on which Chevy. So I have a, a Tahoe that Dale gave me back in 2007, and it was through a show called Payback where they had celebrities build a car or a hot rod or something to kind of pay back someone significant in their life that had done a lot for them and kind of helped get them to where they are. So Dale chose to give me this really tricked out Tahoe that I that I have named Payback from the show. Um, so I drive that. That's what I'm driving today. That's what I've been driving for the last week. Uh, we also have a Chevy Traverse that we drive. And I have a Chevy White Camaro. I only drive it in the summertime. And I have a Volkswagen Beetle that LW gave me for my 40th birthday. So that's my summertime ride. Well, he says I have to drive in the spring or fall because it doesn't have air conditioning. But I, I like just to drive it when the sun's out and it's hot. So it's an older VW. It's a 72. Oh, very same, nice. Ni same 40-year-old as me. <laughs> At Sooner24, where did Kennedy get her name? Kennedy, I don't even really have a great story for how Kennedy got her name. I like the name Kennedy. I had heard it from someone else who had the name Kennedy, and I can't even remember who it was. And she's Kennedy Grace, and I just picked Grace because I thought it sounded pretty, and I was going to go with Kennedy Dale, and I just couldn't kind of finalize that thought. So then I said, well, you know what? I'm not going to name her after anybody in the family, and I'm just going to go with Kennedy Grace. I'll also tell you about Carson's name because I think it's a great story, too. Carson, I did pick Carson's name because Del Jarrett had a daughter named Carson, and I thought it was cool. She spells hers with a K. And Kingsley, her middle name is my middle name, Kelly King, which is also my grandmother Earnhardt, Martha King, and my grandfather, Ralph Lee, Kingsley. I put that together and, and made that her name. So Very nice. At Deb Allen 388 wants to know what your favorite thing is to do when you just relax. Well, I think I'm kind of like Regan. I'm not sure if I have a lot of relaxing in my body. Um, one of my favorite things to do is scrapbooking. I don't know if you really call that relaxing because it's a lot of work and a lot of thought that goes into it. But um, I like to scrapbook. 
I like to catch up on magazines on the weekend. I get like cooking magazines or good housekeeping and stuff like that uh, to relax and probably just sleep if I get the chance because you know as a mom of three I don't get much sleep. So at AJ88 fan will JRM have a fan day this year? Yes, we will have a um, JRM Fan Day this year. It's going to be Friday, May 23rd. And you can find more information on our website at jrmracing.com backslash Fan Day 2014. And if you're having trouble getting to that, just go to jrmracing.com, click in the upper right corner for the Fan Day information. It is all of our drivers will be here to sign autographs, um, including Kevin Harvick, Dale Jr., Chase, Regan Smith, myself, my daughter Carson, and our late model drivers, Josh Berry and William Byron. And uh, it is a wristband system, so you'll, you'll need to make sure that you go online and sign in for the wristband information to try to get your name drawn for the lottery. All right, so here's my final thoughts with Megan. Sweet or salty? Salty. Me too. Beach <laughs> or mountains? Oh, that's a tough one. Mountains. No, beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, can I do both? Nope. Same. It doesn't say and, it says or. St. <laughs> Lucia has beaches and mountains. <laughs> okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Heels or flats? Oh, heels all the way. I'm 411. <laughs> <laughs> cook at home or eat out? Uh, I like to eat out, but Regan likes cooking at home. <laughs> Me to cook at home. <laughs> Dress or jeans and a tee? Jeans and a tee. City girl, country girl? Country girl. Massage or facial? Facial. Awesome. Well, there you have it. You know a little bit more about Megan Smith. And um, hope you guys all have a great Wednesday. And join us next week on Fast Lane Family. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 